Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Had the Texan last night as I watched a little bit of playoff action. Momentarily, we'll bring in John Shannon, but first, we're going to go to List Day and Oilers History because John can relate to it. It is brought to you by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. Uh, we briefly uh, hit on this earlier in the show. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, 1984, entering the game up 3-1 in the series. Wayne Gretzky scores two goals and an assist to lead the Oilers past the Islanders 5-2 and winning the first Stanley Cup in franchise history in front of the crowd at Northlands. Oilers, in fact, the first former WHA team to win the Stanley Cup, and that was her uh, live right here in the Edmonton Airwaves. The center, 25 seconds remaining. Watson shoots it in. Around the board, Kevin Lowe trying to jam it out. Loose puck in the corner. They battle for it. It comes in front of the net. Lumley fires it down the ice. He scores! Lumley and the champions of the Edmonton Oilers. 13 seconds remaining. The Edmonton Oilers will win the Stanley Cup. Legendary Hall of Fame radio play-by-play voice of the Oilers, Rod Phillips. Awesome call. What a privilege it was to work the final couple of seasons of Rod's career with him. Uh, I'm sure he was like, oh, Stoffer, wow. But it was good for me, let me tell you. We bring aboard our uh, NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, paying no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. And and as we bring John Shannon in, John, I know you, you referenced, as I put a tweet out earlier today, Bob Cole's memorable line when the Oilers won the Cup. And it's, and it's one that, you know, has 
been appreciated by the organization and particularly the players that were on that squad. Uh, Wayne and Kevin and Mark always talk about Bob in glowing terms because of his favorite line, there's a new bunch on the block, the Edmonton Oilers by name. And that is... uh, those are those are words that are special to all of us. Uh, I was lucky enough to be involved in that show and in that series, uh, and in fact involved in all five Oilers Stanley Cup series. Yeah, uh, and could you? I mean, you see, so you're producing those games in the truck. Could you feel the reverberate the reverberation in the building as you know as Lumley put the puck in the empty net at that stage? Absolutely. You could hear. You, you could feel it halfway through the warm up. Uh, every once in a while, the crowd would erupt, and the and the building would shake, and the, the the TV mobile would shake. It was a it was a very special time, Bob. There's no question about it. And then the, the Oilers, uh, and it made a tremendous impact on many of us uh, from those years. And it was all due to what Glenn Sather and Bruce McGregor and and the organization and the players did for all of us. I remember, I think I've told you the story before, I was working the 97 series doing font court and stats for Dallas. And yeah. on this on this show, I was just the font court guy. So I was in the truck, and the Oilers came back from 3 nothing down in 97 in the final five minutes. And when they tied it, like the, produ- like the truck was, it was, like the producer looked at me, and he looked around, and he goes, I, I can't actually use the term. He said, he goes, holy wow, the truck is shaking. This is incredible. And he goes, I can't believe we just blew a three down because you're working the Dallas show, and I'm sitting there doing fist pumps right underneath the table. I didn't want him to see that I was stoked that the owners had tied the game and ended up winning an OT. Uh, but it was uh, pretty special nonetheless. What are your yeah. thoughts, John? Tonight's tonight. The Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. I know you tweeted out earlier today uh, that neither uh, Paul Maurice confirming that neither uh, you know Nikolai Ehlers, who's been tremendous this year, 21 goals, 46 points, 49 games, nor Pierre Luc Dubois, who's brought in for some size down the middle. They're not available for the first game. I mean, the Oilers have to capitalize on this, don't they, John? They do, uh, and uh, but but I, I the warning will be uh, there's nothing worse than a wounded bear, and if, yes. the, if there's still enough firepower uh, offensively from the likes of of uh, Mark Shifley and and Kyle Connor, who's had a, a really good little run here as as the Jets got past their their losing streak. Uh, obviously, uh, Shifley and Wheeler. Uh, Paul Stastny's healthy again. He'll play. He's got to be a bit better impact player for the Jets. Uh, and, and in my mind, that third line of Lowry, Cop, and Appleton will make a difference too. And I think that that's the that's going to be the key for the Jets if they're they're going to going to have any opportunity uh, to beat the Oilers. Uh, I mean, in, in any game. Uh, right now, when you look at it, the, the the Oilers have the best forward, maybe the best two forwards. They have the best defensemen, and in my mind, they also have the best goaltending right now. So it, it, I think the odds are stacked against the Jets, but there's enough talent over there, and the, the Oilers won't. And I know Dave Tippett will tell the guys this 78 or 79 times today, you cannot take the Jets lightly. 
Is Winnipeg's defense the right type of defense for Edmonton to face? 74 games of playoff experience. Their two best defensemen are Pionk and Morrissey. And, and Pionk packs a wallop, but neither guy's big. And the Oilers have had some challenges against sort of those Ranger defenses that both Montreal and Toronto possess, John. Yeah, but it also goes to where the, where the players play the game. I mean, what you find with the Maple Leafs, what you find with Canadians is they did a very good job against Connor and Leon between the two blue lines. Uh, it, it, once the puck goes into the offensive zone, um, that's a different animal. It's, it's what happens between the blue line. And, and if, if Paul Maurice wants his players to be progressive in the neutral zone, then the Jets will... The Jets can make a difference, but that's that's where Montreal made the difference. They just clogged up that that space between the two blue lines, and that's what Toronto did so well. If, if Winnipeg does that, then there's then there's a different uh, equation to this game. But then, it's, to me, it's the the Oilers' speed that will make a difference. And and quite frankly, I I think something that's come about, and Bob, you you've seen this more than I have. We have not talked very much about the Oilers' depth. We, we talk a ton right. about the Jets' depth. But the Oilers' depth has improved with Ryan McLeod being part of this team. Ryan McLeod has made a difference to this team, and I think that's a big part. And the fact that Cassian's coming back, there's a little more physical nature to the bottom six. Uh, I think it points in the right direction for the Oilers. Should the Oilers be more confident going into this series than they were... Maybe in a bit of the unknown going into the play-in series last year against Chicago. Well, I, the unknown was, you know, how good could John Taves be? How good's Patrick Kane? I mean, Kirby Doc, we didn't know who played the best hockey of his young young career. He was fantastic. Corey Crawford was really good in uh, in games three and four. I mean, there were a lot of unknown variables that turned the tide for the Oilers. I also think that what happened in the um, in the in the in the bubble was a good red flag for the Oilers, and I don't think they'll make the same mistake. We're joined by our NHL insider John Shannon. John, what's going on at the St. Louis Blues? And uh, well, just give us an update. And is there concern that this could end up uh, perhaps forcing a more difficult decision here down the road involving the Blues? Well. Um, it, Here's the thing. They're testing yesterday and after the game last night, it appears that there's some anomalies and some false positives that have come back that the, that the Blues certainly are charging. We will know a little later today, certainly before the Oiler game, of what's happened uh, with a couple of players from the St. Louis Blues that obviously had false positives and people are saying well hold on that's just not possible but you know it's a concern uh there is another team involved it is not colorado i can tell you that bob um and i I think it would be wrong to to guess at the team based on the information we have until we have the actual facts in front of us okay uh doug armstrong was was very transparent coming forward today based on the fact that uh, his his team was supposed to play tonight, so that would be uh, that would be a key issue in all of this. Is that they're trying to make sure that things are fine for the game tonight. If the Blues play tonight and they play shorthanded, that's one thing. If the Blues play tonight and the results come back this afternoon that 
they are false positives and everything's fine, then that's another thing. The Blues are shorthanded anyway without David Perron, and they don't want to be out shorthanded with a few other players that are obviously difference makers for them. Uh, and we have no knowledge as to what degree at this stage teams are either partially or fully vaccinated? I think the okay. league does. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I think that most most teams in the United States have been vaccinated. Yeah. But Bob, even if you're vaccinated, you can still contract the, the virus. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. And so that be, that becomes that becomes the challenge is that, and and right now, um, the, the protocols of the National Hockey League do not address well if you have the virus and you are fully vaccinated, you can still play. No. If you have the virus at any level, you are not eligible to play, period, whether you're vaccinated or not. Worst case scenario, if there's an outbreak on a team, what happens in the playoffs, John? I, and I think we know the answer to that, but uh, shed some insight for us. Well, if, I, I think in the end it will be the, the uh, amount of players that are, uh, okay. are, are, are inflicted with the virus. You know, that, that to me is the issue. If it's one or two players... The Blues uh, release called multiple players. Well, last I checked, multiples two or more. Um, but I mean, it, that, that's a concern. And, and it, but there are, you know, the teams maintain their taxi squads now. The Blues have a ton of AHL guys around, so from that perspective, uh, they can they can fill the roster uh, with hopefully with players that have tested negative. Uh, but it may not be the roster that Doug Armstrong wants to put forward. John, what's been the best series from your perspective to watch so far? Uh, you, you know, it's, I, I, I really enjoyed the the, call, the uh, Minnesota uh, Vegas series, the two games of that. It's been it's been fascinating to watch and and to watch the big bodies of the Minnesota Wild. That you know, the Felino Greenway and uh, Erickson Eck line has been dominant. Uh, on a team that we didn't think could get pushed around in their own zone, Vegas. Uh, but I do think in the short term, uh, even though Tampa has won both games, the two games in Florida have been electric, particularly game one, which might have been the best playoff game I've seen in four or five years. Yeah, they were bringing it, boy. Florida, they, they pushed the pace there. I mean, they don't have Aaron Eckblad. The, the structure and process in their game, I mean, they sell out. They give up a lot. Tampa's yep. a team that can crush you on the counter. It's well, I mean, and let's face it. Tampa, Tampa's a team that we didn't really see the real Tampa team the last oh. 60 days of the, of the regular season. No question. One, one way or another, and there might have to be an inquiry based on that. But when you could put Stamkos and Kucherov in your lineup, right away and they seem to be able to be in game form immediately what a, what, a, what an advantage that is for a hockey club john awesome stuff love having you on the show we'll get back at it on monday with a return engagement and uh, you'll be a part of our uh, face-off show which begins at 5 p.m tonight with reed wilkins rob brown cam moon jack michaels and myself let's get after it gonna be fun tonight gonna be fun all right, awesome stuff. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's 148 in Edmonton. Uh, so, again, we'll have the face-off show tonight. Tomorrow, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque from the uh, NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader.
in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Uh, George, uh, that's uh, Kevin Weeks. And uh, George LaRock, Edmonton Sporting Icon, will join us as well on the Thursday edition. We'll have a complete recap of tonight's game. When we come back, we'll... Uh, We'll shut her down here on Oilers Now, but you're going to want to stay tuned here for our uh, return when we come back on Oilers Now. We're back, baby. Let's go. It's game one of a 56-game mini sprint. McDavid scores! It's the red line now, the Toronto Blue, right around Muscat to the net. Rich shot score! Coast to coast, Connor McDavid. The fun years are, are still ahead. To dry settle, scores! They're trading heavy leather here. Luigi Jinder string one another out. What timer scores? And there's Connor McDavid's 100th point. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. Wednesday means everything. All those other things don't really mean anything unless you unless you win. So that's always what I've wanted to do and you know, have an opportunity here uh, with this group to uh, you know, play a good Jets team and, and, uh, and go from there. Let's drop the puck tonight at 7 o'clock. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. It'll be uh, 6.30 chat afternoons, 3 to uh, 5 o'clock, and then into the City Ford Face-Off Show, Game 1, Edmonton and Winnipeg tonight on the Oilers Radio Network. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.